It is June 30th, and welcome to the NBA show! Right. Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes. We've got a great show for you guys today. We are going to quantify your worth based on your GMAT score. And discuss what to do when your team dismisses you as just another NBA. So our headline this week is that 10 points on your GMAT is worth $3,000 in starting salary. Uh, Jose Giant Hands Ferreira of Newton just released a video looking at NBA's starting salaries based on their GMAT score. And what they found was for every 10 additional points you score on your GMAT, that correlates to a $3,000 increase in your starting salary. $3,000, bam, that's huge. I can feel it in my wallet. Yep, so we have actually <laughs> we have actually put together we, the formula for this. And there is actually a derived formula for how much you should be earning in starting salary, which is your GMAT score times... 325. 325 minus $123,000 is your predicted starting salary. So, so everyone, do the math. In your so how how, are, you how are you doing, Mira? Not good. <laughs> Not good. Uh, as an entrepreneur doing a startup, I've actually run the numbers. And based working backwards, I apparently earned a 3 380 on my GMAT. Oh, uh, congratulations. Based on my current, congratulations. On my current salary. Should have hired a tutoring firm. And for those of you who have already taken the GMAT, what you can do is run this backwards and you can figure out how much you should be making. This is only going to serve to make people feel terrible. <laughs> well, let's run a couple of numbers. Okay. So, for, uh, for a 500 score on the GMAT, can I get a drum roll? Drum roll. Can I get a drum roll here? Ah, uh, we go. Okay. For a 500 score on the GMAT, you'll be making a whopping $40,000 $40, upon graduation oh, from the yes. NBA program. Okay. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and what, what about for the next number? 700. 700. Okay. For your 700, a much more respectable $105,000 yes. starting salary. And so for those of you with really big eyes, you can expect to break 100 grand to hit 100 grand when you break 690 on the GMAT. That's so another neat way to use this is to figure out if you should go to business school based on the GMAT score that you're getting. Suppose you're making 60,000 right now. Um, plug that formula in and you'll see that you need a score of at least 570 on the GMAT to be expecting to make more than your current salary when right. you graduate. So if you don't do that, you just don't go, basically. Yeah. Well, so how did Newton figure all of this out? I mean, uh, yeah, so this is interesting. So apparently there's a very high correlation between GMAT scores and the school you attend. So what they actually did was they, this is their graph, by the way, and you can check out the video of this uh, at our website, www.thembashow.com, is they plotted the average GMAT score for a bunch of schools and the average starting salary for those schools and then did a regression of the best and Mira, I have to point out here, it looks like, uh, you know, it seems as though this, this best fit line noticeably under accounts for people at the top end. So people earning the highest salaries are really getting an unfair share of the pie here. And let's face it, anything else would just not be American. Ah, yes, that is the American way. The best, yeah. the, the rich get richer. <laughs> so, bringing us to our jargon this week. What's our jargon, Tom? Our jargon is breaking the NBA. Mira, what is that? Yeah, so this actually comes from companies. Doesn't sound, doesn't sound promising. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> so this comes from actual companies I have worked at. Many of you are starting jobs, starting internships, and maybe you're feeling ignored because you're the NBA. Uh -huh. And one of the things at my old company, we used to have a phrase called breaking the NBA. And this is when that bright-eyed, bushy-tailed NBA comes <laughs> in for the summer. and That's me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm working for you, apparently. And I've been working there many, many years, and I know my my way around the company and you don't and it turns out I have all kinds of ways to undermine you um, <laughs> make your life miserable oh, I'm looking forward to this and internship. completely and completely destroy 
So, you know, let's say you show up and you say, oh, you know, I just learned this backwards overflow synergy that I want to do for my MBA class. All it's going to take you, subordinate, is three weeks of meaningless work. <laughs> and that is breaking the MBA. Yep. And so let's take a look right in at our business school tip of the week, which is basically what happens when someone tries to break the MBA. And what I'll be sharing with you is a couple of tips for how you can fight back. So let's say your subordinate is trying to break you by, you know, <laughs> by like undermining you in front of your boss. What, right. what can you do? So what you want to do is dazzle your subordinate with powerful MBA jargon, such as you may want to say, let's use the uh, Runga-Kutta approximation instead of the Newton-Raphson method. Nah, what your subordinate can say is go into your boss and use all this company jargon that you have no idea what it means <laughs> and completely make you look like an idiot. That's probably not a good thing. So suppose that you just need to explain to your intern that you are the boss and that they should take all of their instructions in their entire life from you. I wasn't busy. I've actually seen people do this, um, and I have seen subordinates laugh at that person. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if I, uh, le if I load my subordinate down with tons of useless, meaningless, mindless work until they submit to my RAF? Then they will simply not do it. <laughs> okay, suppose that we schedule a meeting where you and I discuss my goals as an MBA and how you're not exactly helping me meet those goals. Uh, I have done this one before. My favorite trick for this is don't show up to that meeting because you're currently playing foosball with the CEO in the break room. <laughs> There's nothing I've got for that. Fine, fine, I give up, I give up. Just tell me what the hell am I supposed to do with you? Acknowledge that I know more than you do as the subordinate who's working for you who's been at the company for 10 years and you, the MBA, haven't. Fine, fine, you know more than me, but my business card is embossed. <laughs> Congratulations on your petty meaningless, <laughs> on your petty meaningless victory as an All MBA. All right, what is on your Miro radar? Uh, so what is on my Miro radar? <laughs> on my Miro radar, beep, beep, beep. It's a 4th of July vacation this weekend. I'm doing a staycation with my wife. What about you, Tom? What are you up to for 4th of July? I'll be watching the 4th of July fireworks from the MIT Sailing Pavilion, which is the best seat in the house. No, oh, that is a nice spot. Um, but anyways, as always, I'm Miro Kaz. I'm the real Tom Rose. Remember to subscribe to our newsletter at www.thembashow.com. Um, and you've been watching The, the MBA, MBA Show. Awesome. Thank you all so Thank much. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you guys.